You are Locked On Angels, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Angels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, your 2018 Angels. How's it going, everybody? What's up? My name's Patrick Zajac, your host of Locked On Angels, minor league play-by-play broadcaster and first row rider of the emotional sports roller coaster that is Angels baseball. Man, tough start to the uh, homestand concluding four-game homestand, man. The Angels just didn't quite out come out to play quite simply i mean it is what it is thankfully your uh friday mailbag episode is what headlines this friday episode to send you into the weekend so thank you guys that send in questions that is gonna be the preliminary focus of today's episode gonna make sure to get to each and every one of those want to make sure like I said, I hinted a little bit about posting something on our LockedOnAngels.com page, LockedOnSports.com, where you can find literally anything you want about your favorite franchise. Uh, of Obviously, you guys listening in, all Angels fans, but announcement coming soon about how you guys can join and contribute to the Locked On Angels family. Best believe I'm going to follow up on that. You guys have been awesome coming through. And again, let me start by saying, man, I absolutely appreciate everything that you guys do. I I feel like I notice it a little bit more for the Friday episodes because they are largely driven by your questions. But man, I got to tell you guys, when I say how much I appreciate the questions that you guys provide and the interaction that you guys provide, I truly mean that, man. From the bottom of my heart, I don't want to sound like I'm just blowing smoke up all your guys' butts, but it's been awesome that far. Listen, I'm a guy with full-time job, like dreams and goals of my own, and the fact that I get this sort of podcast where you guys get to chime in and interact with me, and, and it sort of becomes this interactive piece this sort of creative piece in my life that, you know, five out of the seven days, I'm creating this podcast for you guys. And I'd be lying if I said it didn't, it it, it wasn't sort of, man, I don't know the word to describe it, but I'd be lying if I said that it wasn't work. It wasn't added time on my end in order to produce this podcast. And your questions, your interaction, all that you guys do are what keep me going. So I'm, I'm, overjoyed to bring you a mailbag Friday episode each and every week where I take your questions, interact with you guys, get a pulse on Angels baseball and move on from there. I don't want to talk about this most recent Angels game because it was a hard one to take after the series against the Astros, a tough loss where CJ Crone, former Angel, goes yard. It is what it is, man. I mean, Tyler Skaggs pitched great. Chris Archer, like I said, he had the stuff to dominate uh, in our series preview back on Thursday. 
lo and behold, he ends up dominating, and the Angels end up falling by quite a large margin. It is what it is. But if you want to sponsor the show, look at that transition. You want to sponsor the show, hit me up, LockedOnAngels at gmail.com. Rates, you know they're always reasonable. Orange County, Anaheim peeps, hit me up, LockedOnAngels at gmail.com. All right. Mailbag Friday episode. I want to make sure I get to each and every question that I got from you guys for this episode. The first of which comes from at Pedro underscore Yovani. Pedro Con- Contreras uh, starts off. Hey, Pat, great job with the pos- podcast. I listen to it every day and have gained a greater appreciation to this team and the sport with Shohei. Strong showing both with the bat and on the mound. Do you see a situation where Sosha will have to decide between putting him in the lineup more or on the mound more? Fans will clamor for more of the show. Tough to do with rest days scheduled before and after starts. And here's how I sort of see this situation playing out. If the Angels ultimately are contending for a playoff spot, meaning they are playing meaningful baseball in late August and through September. I think it only stands to argue that Shohei Otani will have a big presence in that. And eventually, even though Shohei Otani is just 23 years of age, you're going to have to get to that point where he is pitching more often than just once a week. I think we can all agree on that in that, yes, You want to make sure that you're bringing this guy along at the right rate. But at the same time, dude, this guy has been, outside of Mike Trout, the most talented player on your roster. And you need to let him factor into the ballgame as often as possible. And I I imagine so. It's come out a little bit that Mike Sosha and Billy Epler may be transitioning towards having Shohei Otani pitch let's say, once every six days instead of every seven days, which is the route that he's on as of right now. Let's say he goes every six days. Maybe in that case, you let him hit in the lineup um, even on days. You know, Right now, he's getting rested before and after days he pitches. Maybe now you let him, let's say, hit the day before or the day after he pitches, just getting his bat in the lineup more often than not. It's hard to tell at this point. Because it's not immediately necessary, right? I mean, the Halos are off to a phenomenal start so far to the season, even though they lose two out of three to the Astros and they lose the first game of the um, of the Tampa Bay Rays series. But at the same time, you can't argue with how they've started. Shohei Otani has been a big part of that. I certainly expect, if you're asking me where we're going to stand in mid-September as compared to mid-May where we're at right now, absolutely. Shohei Otani is going to factor into the lineup more and factor into the rotation more. We're going to build to that gradually, but it's not going to happen overnight. We're going to get there start by start in the lineup and in the rotation. We'll get there eventually. The season is 162 games for a reason. And we'll get there eventually as a fan base, as a squad. We're not quite there yet. And with the way the starting rotation is pitching, we haven't needed to get there quite yet. But eventually, yes, I expect Shohei Otani to factor in more prominently, not only into the starting lineup, but into the starting rotation as well. 
That just comes with the territory of being a playoff contender, quite frankly. And speaking of which, you guys want to sponsor the show? Know someone that does. Hit me up, LockedOnAngels at gmail.com. Rates, what do I always say? They're always reasonable. You guys want to sponsor the show? Orange County, Anaheim folks, LockedOnAngels at gmail.com. Moving right along on this Mailbag Friday, George Hoekstra, Act uh, at Hoked on Photo asks us, has any pitcher left a game injured and hit the DL after throwing 100-plus pitches? Hashtag MLB. Now, I actually looked into this question, and I don't really think there's an answer for you because it hasn't been studied at the major league level, and I assume that this comes from Jaime Berea's last start. No, um, there really hasn't any been anything that's proven as far as pitching over 100 pitches and injuries coming of that. But at the same time, 1998 story published that guys just naturally tire after that 100 pitch mark. Now, whether or not we've been able to back that up with any sort of scientific fact remains to be seen. But at the same time, that seems to be the consensus around Major League Baseball. And until that changes, it's going to be that way. And especially, I know there's a lot of frustration with the Angels starting rotation and not working deep into games. Maybe that's not the case in the past two and a half weeks. But at the same time, you don't want to risk that sort of injury. The Angels right now are on pins and needles as far as pitching is concerned. Yes, the starting rotation has been brilliant. But at the same time, do you trust this bullpen to get it done? Absolutely not. Not the way that they're currently constructed. So you need to rely on the starting rotation for about the next month or so until you can start making deals closer to the trade deadline. And I don't think you can really make any roster moves until we get into the month of June when both contending teams and rebuilding teams know exactly what they're working with and know the market for each of their pieces. There's so many moving parts in this that we truly don't know what it costs to acquire, let's say, a high leverage reliever that I know we're all clamoring for. And I'm going to get to later in this Mailbag Friday, but it is what it is at this point, man. We don't know what it's going to take. Why should a rebuilding team essentially offer or or take notice as what it's going to take to give up a high leverage reliever when they know closer to the trade deadline more teams are going to be involved in this price process essentially driving that price up and getting more for their return it's a tough place to be right now if you're the anaheim angels and getting back to your question george I don't have that answer for you, man. Has any pitcher left a game injured and hit the DL after throwing 100-plus pitches? But if that's somewhere where we're at with all of Major League Baseball, I'm going to side with all the executives, all the guys that are around the game, man. It's hard to quantify exactly where the breaking point is for a starting pitcher in terms of stamina, even for a reliever at this league. And if 100 pitches is where it's at, I know Baseball Prospectus and Fangraphs have all done different studies on this. We're still learning, um, even guys that have been around the game for so long, we're still learning as to where that certain breaking point is. But 
keeping in mind where this Angels rotation is health-wise and their injury history, I have no problem with Mike Sosha and Billy Epler being more so on the cautious side of things than not because of that history. And given the state of the bullpen, you have to be absolutely cautious with this bullpen the way it's currently constructed. You have no choice because if the rotation goes to all hell and everything falls apart, this Angels team is absolutely screwed for 2018. The the bullpen has had its troubles now staying healthy with Keenan and Middleton recently hitting the DL. If the rotation follows suit, given how dominant they've been over the last two and a half weeks, you're in dire needs if you're Billy Opler, Billy Epler and Mike Socia. It just is what it is at this point. Moving on on Mailbag Friday at NM Baseball 52 asks us while the Angels rightfully should go after the best player at the available at the draft what positions do you view as a need in the system and look man i will be the first to admit that i am mr draft guy when it comes to the nfl draft i mean i'm all about it i'll have a party at my house celebrating the nfl draft where all of our teams are going to pick following each and every decision that all 32 teams make in the nfl draft but the MLB draft, it's it's a completely different ball game. And what I mean by that is you're taking best player available no matter what. You're not really looking at need in the MLB draft. And I plan on reaching out to Mr. Taylor Blake Ward to give us a little MLB draft preview uh, ahead of that first week or so of June so we can all get a better feel of that. But at the same time, with the MLB draft, you don't see those draft picks until two or three years into their big league careers. And with that knowledge, your organization changes in that time, man. Your needs might not be the same at the time of the draft as they are at the time that those big league prospects are called up. Called up. And because of that, you are forced more often than not, as a general manager, as a manager of a big league squad, to take the best player available. It is what it is, man. Like, you cannot ignore that fact. Yes, as of right now, right field is a need for the Angels. Second base might be a need down the line. Any sort of pitching right now is a need for the Angels. But can we all say for certain that that's going to be a need two or three years down the line from now. You're taking a short-term look, but at the same time also looking at a long-term view when you're Billy Epler and the rest of the organization. You don't really know what is going to be your biggest need at that time, and that that is what makes the MLB draft so fascinating, but the at the same time, that's also why the Major League Baseball draft hasn't blown up like the NFL draft has in years past. It just simply is what it is at this point. Those guys don't contribute immediately, and it takes a while for us to see those decisions manifest themselves at the big league level. That's the best answer that I can give you. Lastly, in our Mailbag Friday episode, Kyle Murphy at Kyle D. Murphy asks us um it was a bullpen question who would be an ideal bullpen target at the trade line trade deadline for us us meaning angels 
And he also says, appreciate all the work you're doing. I appreciate the kind words, Kyle, man. It's, I've said it at the beginning of the show, but those kinds of words, man, it, it honestly keeps me going. I love hearing that sort of feedback from you guys. Honestly, in order to do this sort of podcast five days out of the seven each and every week, you guys are what motivates me, what gives me the confidence to do what I do. Because Lord knows, man, I'm I'm just a minor league baseball guy going at it, going with the grind each and every single day, providing this podcast to you guys. It's been phenomenal thus far. And like I said, keep it posted, Locked On Sports, LockedOnAngels.com for an announcement coming very soon where you guys can join the uh, the network that we're building here and contribute to what we're doing here. It's been phenomenal thus far. But as for the bullpen, it's a little early to tell. I'm going to start with a few names. I got about six names that stand out to me that the Angels could target to help shore up that bullpen. And three of them, mind you, are with the Baltimore Orioles. Those names, uh, in no particular order, you got Darren O'Day, Brad Brock, and Zach Britton of the Baltimore Orioles, all possibly available for the Halos at the trade deadline. Other names to keep in mind, I, I listed three others that immediately jumped out to my mind. You got Brad Ziegler of the Miami Marlins. You got Alex Colomay, who is actually under contract through 2019 for the Tampa Bay Rays, and Kelvin Herrera, uh, who currently pitches for the Kansas City Royals. Yes, the Angels are going to inquire, I would anticipate, about each and every one of these arms. But at the same time, if you're the Royals, if you're the Orioles, if you're the Marlins, if you're the Rays, why would you make a deal right now until you wait to see how things develop before the trade deadline? Because naturally, more teams are going to be involved in June and July than they are right now. I think we can all agree on that. And as more teams become involved in that process, process the trade value immediately goes up with each and every one of these guys. So unless Billy Epler has a move where these he absolutely blows away the front offices of each of the teams I just mentioned, I don't see a move happening right now. Even though the front offices of the Royals and the Orioles know that they're not contending anytime soon, you have to wait. You have to wait. It's the prudent thing to do because you have no other direction to go if you're any one of these front offices. And that is just, quite frankly, the utter reality that Billy Epler and the Angels find themselves in right now. For the next month or month and a half, you are forced to roll with what you have. And granted, last night's loss against the Rays has nothing to do with the bullpen. It has everything to do with the offense not being able to come up clutch. Eventually they will. I think we can all agree with that. The offense has been mattingly inconsistent thus far. But as far as the bullpen is concerned, I know we're all concerned about it. But at the same time, you got to take a wait and see an approach right now, man. You're not going to know what that market is like, at least until we get 
into June. That is just what Major League Baseball has historically proven. Moves don't get made until we get to that certain point. So it's impossible to tell as of right now. Those are sort of six names that I anticipate being dealt at the deadline simply because those six names are part of a few rebuilding clubs that are expected to be sellers at the deadline. But at the same time, what's stopping those teams from being uh, from waiting on each of those offers to see what is the best offer that they can get in their rebuilding efforts. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, don't get me wrong. I would love Kelvin Herrera or Brad Ziegler or Zach Britton to be a part of the Angel bullpen, but I feel like a lot of times it gets lost in the translation where as passionate of fans as we are, we sort of lose sight of the fact that, hey, the organization that we're making this theoretical deal with also has to try and rebuild and make their team the best it can be. They're not just going to take a shit deal that doesn't make sense for them. It has to be something that blows them away, especially at this time of year. And I just don't see it happening until we get about a month and a half or a month out from the trade deadline. It is what it is. I hope that answers your question. Thank you guys for sending in those questions. As I as I continue to state. You guys have been absolutely phenomenal uh, with interacting with this show, interacting with myself, asking questions for our Friday mailbag episodes. Words cannot explain how much you guys uh, have contributed to this podcast and quite frankly kept me going because I'm just a normal guy just like just like all of you tuning in, man. Just so happens that I get to host this podcast five days out of the seven days of the week. Keep doing what you guys are doing. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing over here. Y'all have been awesome. That concludes another week here on Locked on Angels. You want to follow the show? Hit me up. Uh, at other Pat Zajac. As always, follow the show. That's the most important part. At Locked on Angels. Subscribe, rate, review. iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play. And like I said... Big announcement coming soon to where you guys tuning in can get involved with the show. So keep your eyes peeled on that one. We gotta get out of here. It's the weekend, man. Friday. Hopefully the Angels can win these next three of the series. Because like I said in the Thursday episode, that's what they got to do to make it successful. All right. Let's get out of here. Peace. You are.